couple years ago, I had 60 bass outs hitting 170, and everyone was ready to kill me too. What happened? MVP. The laser show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and of course, our very own Fresh Prince, Pat Hackett. Welcome back. A couple weeks off here for Leonard's Laser Show. Um, between wanting to keep my, my marriage together uh, because I've been so busy and not wanting to occupy another night. And um, honestly, like, you know, the players, we did one pre-players, Dallas Bar- did one for um, Dell match play. We didn't include in the league because of the funky setup. And there's no way in hell I'm going to do one for Corrales Punta Cana. Uh, so we've skipped. Um, I normally would probably skip this week also, the Valero Texas Open, because we have the Masters next week. But too long of a layoff. We can get everything out now. And then next week's will just be completely on the Masters. Uh, with me, as always, I have the captain, Andrew Kaplan. How's it going? Good, buddy. Uh, good to be back. Uh, first question, of course, what do you have in front of your drink? Got a Miller Lite tonight. Nice. I saw the cheesy-ass commercial. It's like, only two more calories than a Miller Lite. <laughs> I, I like, like I think it's my favorite light beer. That's real. It's like that's really your selling point. I have found myself falling into the Nick Ultra so recently, though it's it's kind of becoming a problem. Big Brooks guy. Like a, yeah, I, I guess it must be the the Slim Shady hair that's doing it's the it hair, for me. Yeah. So it's the hair. Yeah. All right, let's hear it. Go. What do you got? Well done. Uh, I have a leftover high noon from my last round at Shack. Uh, I kind of went. I'll get into this the life of Leonard, but I kind of. Went a little heavy-handed with the orders, and uh, I think I caught Billy McSweeney on a on a hangover day, so he wasn't really drinking. <laughs> so I had I had some leftovers. Here we go. There we go. Very good. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So, um, last we were here, we previewed the players. So let's recap recap that um, as briefly as we can. So congratulations, obviously, to Cam Smith, uh, the Australian mullet. It was the longest tournament ever, going from Thursday to Monday. I don't think I've ever seen a Monday tournament actually finish, like, Monday night also. Like, usually you just have a few holes to fill to finish. They finished the third round on Monday and then played all of the fourth round on Monday. So absolutely incredible. Complete marathon. Uh, Cam Smith, I thought, was – was a was the right winner was was the guy that kind of played the best golf all week um and kind of weathered the weather weathered the delays um you know all the you know the the stops and starts and the very disjointed nature of the whole uh tournament um anything that really kind of stood out to you um in camp smith's game or just the players in general no i mean i I think i completely agree with that he just played solid golf for what felt like nine days and he knew how to play in the wind he knew how to play when it was raining like he just he just knew what to do and it's a good like reminder like when there's weather weeks like this or like i don't know like british open weeks he seems like he could be a guy that should really contend yeah yeah i mean his game is just so i mean there's only one other guy that i think right now stands out as his game fits everywhere and that's the new number one player in the world we'll get to that um i heard some stats today about speed that like really just made my jaw drop but um (laughs) it was 
and was ridiculous with the lead that late just completely like if he was firing for that spot it was just so much more risk that he needed to take on um he played for the middle of the green and knew that he might you know that, that if there was gonna be a miss it could be a push so you know accounted for any error there it was a great shot the he way he played the, uh, the team he hit the ricky shot there yeah, he hit the Ricky shot. The last time Ricky was fucking relevant. Unbelievable. Um, his The way he played 18 was ass backwards. Um, for me, I thought iron off the tee and just kind of play for bogey. He uh, made bogey, but it took a – I'm not going to say miraculous, but it, like, it just took a, a Cam Smith high-caliber wedge shot to – to put that close in and have an easy putt for bogey. Yeah, it looked um, like it, it was wildly impressive, but it also, like, didn't look that impressive from him. Like, it just seemed like he was in yeah. full control the entire time. He's like, oh, it was hot. Yeah, it was incredibly impressive, but also, like, incredibly unnecessary. No, completely unnecessary. Right? Like, yeah. I just, like, for you to, like, his, he's one of the best, if not the best, around the greens. And, like, it's just like why would you go to that well and and have to lean on that crutch so much if you honestly just didn't have to you didn't have to take driver and then you didn't have to like try to maximize your advance on the punch like just go sideways and then play i i don't know it was it was incredible it was it was a champion type of wedge um it just also felt incredibly unnecessary. So, <laughs> yeah, completely agree. It was also a terrible week for the uh, for the league. That's the only other takeaway. Oh yeah, yeah. We got the whole league just got asked. I mean, if we look at the top, um, just scrolling to the top, Cam Smith wins the Bon and Anirban Lahiri uh, solo second takes down what two point. What was the second place? 2.2. 2.4. 2.2 or 2.4, 2.4 million. Paul Casey, as the tandem bike likes to call him, the human thumb, uh, (laughs) takes solo third. I mean, it was basically like you saw all these guys kind of like – basically Cam and Lahiri were there for the whole stretch. And then you saw like Cam – like Paul Casey, like his stock like just – kind of flare up and you're like whoa like Paul Casey might win this thing and then he gets absolutely boned by that that perfect tee shot that ends up like it not even in a divot in a pitch mark of someone else's drive because it was <laughs> that it that it left this like small crater and it like there was a magnet in that thing it was incredible um Kevin Kisner he shot a flare and then Kavo was up there too Hovland was up there. It is remarkable how good he is, despite how bad his wedge game is. His wedge game is so bad. So bad. It's it's similar to the Rory one from where, the fairway. Like, you're always within 70 yards of the green because your driver is so good. How oh, is that are. not the only thing that you're focused on? And, like, you should just be be practicing chipping. Like, everything else in your game is unreal. How are you not just in a bunker and around the green all day long? Yeah. I don't know if it's like – because 
they've noted that he's like put on more muscle and stuff. Like if he's just kind of lost, I wonder if he's ever had the touch, like in college, did he have touch? Like, I feel like you don't necessarily need to be that good. In like, I feel like the way he drives the ball, he probably is better than 99% of the college players. Yeah, but he, he won the, he won the USAM at Pebble. Like, I feel like you gotta be able to wedge it around a little bit there. Right. Like, yeah. That would be worth that would be worth looking up is if his wedge, if his strokes gained approach, if they if they've fallen off or have they always just been this bad? For the number three player in the world, it's wildly impressive that he has zero strokes. It, it just shows how much he's stroking the fucking shit out of the ball so elsewhere. Good. Yeah. So good. Uh, Keegan Bradley shot a flare. <laughs> And then came like full on Icarito at the end, just completely self immolated. Uh, Harold Varner, I guess he didn't win because it wasn't in Saudi Arabia. I, I, I don't Seems like that's the case. Well, he'll, he'll be yeah. there in June. Doug Gim seems like a horse for a course if there ever was one at TPC Sawgrass. Pretty amazing. And there's, there's Hob. Nine. Um, Dustin Johnson shoots nine under on the, on the final. I can't say it on Sunday because it wasn't on Sunday. In the final round and like backdoors a top ten. If there ever was a backdoor top ten, he shot nine under in the last round to finish the tournament seven under. <laughs> like what? Yeah, there's a bad word out there. Yeah, but um, I'm trying to think of anything else from from the players. He takes down Cam Smith takes down three point dollars. Nobody in our league uh, took advantage of that. Let's see who who actually earned the most from the players. Um, there was some and there was one Dustin Johnson that still took down a clean half a million bucks. Wow, for for t- half a million bucks, it just shows how badly we all fucked up because we like if anybody had even like a top five. Top five, oh, probably yeah. paid a million, uh, top five probably paid a million dollars, yeah. Well, I mean, 26% had uh, Morikawa, so. Yeah, that wasn't great. Morikawa, some Morikawa, some Cantleys, my, myself included, uh, some Kepkas, a lot of zeros. A lot of zero. I mean, only 27 of us made the cut. Sorry, 26 of us made the cut. That's pretty I think I think you should uh, reinstate all those players as commissioners. <laughs> Let everybody pick them again. Yeah, no thanks. It's messed up week. Yeah. Uh, anything else from the players? That's it. Just tough to follow. It was just so long. Yeah. Very. I mean, it was. It was. I mean, I can't even say it was fun. Like having five days of golf because it wasn't. Because now, Friday. Friday, you had what do we have? Like an hour and a half of golf before it completely shut down. Something like that. Saturday was. Was I think Saturday was a partial round also, and then Sunday, basically Sunday and Monday, they played the entire tournament. Yeah. That was hard. Um, that next was the the Valspar. Uh, I'm not going to spend more than 30 seconds on this. Uh, Sam Burns wins again. Um, kind of wild how this course has two back to back winners in the last what six years? Um, I think less than that now. When was Casey? Right. Was I guess oh, five winner. years. Yeah, it was. Is it five years? Who won in between? I feel like somebody won before Sam Burns. That wasn't Paul Casey. Was that that wasn't Spieth, was it? Nah, I don't think so. 
No, I can't remember. But um, if you want to know about Innisbrook and the Copperhead course, ask the Tandem Bike. Uh, Jay and Drew, they go there every September for a – I'm doing air quotes here. You can't see me. It's not good radio. Uh, they do a work trip, uh, <laughs> which is a, which is a fucking joke um, because Jay and Drew don't even work together. Um, Jason does work for Drew's dad, so I guess that's kind of how it works. Uh, but it sounds like a complete boondoggle. I did – promise that I was going to go this year. I'm not sure I'll still be able to do that considering the Piners trip. We'll see how my marriage is looking at that time. Um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll circle back. That's something that's a space to watch as, as they like to say. Um, moving on to this week or this past week, the WGC Dell match play. Um, how much of it did you watch? Uh, what were some kind of like top level takeaways for you? Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about this on Tuesday or Wednesday. This course looks unreal. So much fun to oh, play. Sorry, before I skip to the, skip that. Yeah. It's it is two back-to-back winners in 5 years and the only uh quote winner uh was COVID. <laughs> wow, right, won, they didn't play. Yeah, they didn't yeah, start until Casey, June. Casey won in 18, Casey won in 19. Uh COVID one in twenty, Burns <laughs> wins in twenty one and twenty two. Unbelievable! That's pretty good. Uh, I can't anyway, imagine so back to a tournament like that. Oh no! I probably ever right. I mean, yeah. unless you're talking about like if you go way back when there was much smaller, there was just a fewer amount of professional golfers. Like maybe that happened, but probably not. Still, yeah, very impressive. Um, um yeah. yeah. So the so Austin Country Club. It yeah, that's absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, I wish it was public because I would definitely go down there and play there. Um, we, we were kind of saying you would lose at least 15 balls, I think, when you play there. Oh, easily. There is so much water on the course, especially the back nine. But it looked like the elevation changes. It just looks so much fun to play. And the, the, like, the scenery throughout the whole course. Between water and just like canyons, it seems yeah. like, and gorges – like the the left miss, they they said on one of the one of the sessions they were like, this course favors people that can keep, can like eliminate the left miss from their game or from around, yeah. Because it seems like all the all the pain, all the penalty is to the left, um, which would not do well for me if I'm hitting if I'm hitting the draw <laughs> if I'm hitting the draw. It's just like I'll find I'll find the middle of the fairway and then I'll end if I'm lucky and then it'll just careen down into one of those canyons it, i'm not sure i would want to watch a stroke play event here though i think it's actually like best suited for match play golf yeah i, I think it's too sh- like they would shoot like 40 under yeah because it's only i think it's only like 67 or 6800 yeah and then even some of the hills play like extremely downhill like you yeah. can't have guys like dustin johnson hits a 420 yard drive like yeah what what um, I love it. I mean, this one, it's so much better than the, was it Phoenix or Scottsdale where they played it before? Oh, they played it at the, was it the Dunk? In Arizona. Yeah. Dunk I remember something. that in the course. It's just like a bland, nothing desert course. This one yeah. is so, so much better. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's just like, it's a place I would, it's, it's not only a place I'd want to play by myself at least once. I, I'd want to go and watch this event like i would want to go yeah i think that would be fun 
there's not a lot of golf events that you like you're like man I, like i really want to go to that like i love pebble beach i, I enjoyed my my year there like i'd want to go back there like the northern trust at liberty national like i don't think i really want to go back there like it was really hard to to watch golf as a fan walk around in the uneven like mounding and fescue that's in between holes it made it really hard to be a fan and watch golf there like this place looks like it would like you could post up on one hole and enjoy your entire day there and just get absolutely hammered or you could walk around and watch like you know, this match versus that match, because it actually seems like it, it flows well. How does that make sense? Or, or you get a boat and just go along. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's also the boat thing. I had a buddy from college, actually, who moved down to the Austin area, and he was like, oh, did you join a country club up there? I was like, yeah. Like, you know, I finally joined one. He's like, I was like, did you, are you playing golf again? Are you, are you a member down in Texas? He's like, no, instead of golf country clubs, they do boat clubs. I was like, what? I'm like, you don't have a boat license. He's like, you don't, he's like, you don't need one for this. You sign up for this club and basically like you roll up to the dock and it's kind of like, um, what was that car service where you could kind of just like grab a car and run away and like leave? Uh, Zipcar. Zipcar. It was yeah. like, it was like Zipcar for boats, but it was like a, it was like a club thing. So like there's certain docks that he, they just have boats there that he could take. And it was, there's one in, in Austin uh, I guess there's one in like Nashville. I think there's also one in like Lake Norman in North Carolina and like his membership, like is cross honor through all that stuff. But he was just like, yeah, like that's the scene, man. F- forget that's that all. Awesome. This, the scene is like boat clubs. It's like, that's sick. <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah. Um, the, the play itself uh, was really cool. The stage, uh, the, what's the first, the group stage, just that, that kind of sucks. It's just, they have a hard time covering it. It's like too many golfers, not enough cameras. It's in the yeah. middle. Of, it's not, it's on a weekday. It's hard, but like moving to the round of 16, like stuff to highlight. Um, Abraham answer, absolutely thunder bombing. Colin Morikawa, seven and six. Uh, I'm all, I'm all in on honest Abe. I love the guy. He's just so small. He gets everything out of that little frame He's sponsored by a tequila company that he's part owner of. I, I think he is the shit. He's having a good life, it seems like. Yeah, it seems like he's winning and we're all yeah. losing. Yeah, A lot of oil money and a lot of tequila money. Yeah. Corey Connors, um, Big Maple. He takes down Takumi Kanaya, five and three. Adam Scott, the best looking man, in golf, loses to Kevin Kisner. This ain't a hobby. Um Thank God for Will Zalatoris being Kevin, beating Kevin Na. I couldn't see Kevin Na play another hole of golf. Um, it's terrible. You know, he's absolutely terrible. Should, do you want to touch on it now, or should we wait till the next topic regarding Kevin Na? We can go. We can go. Let's go later. We'll okay, we'll save it later. Uh, another another person. Another person I'd like to thank Seamus Power for beating Terrell Hatton four and three. Don't want to see Terrell Hatton play golf. You don't um, like it? actually. Okay, so funny enough, this is what I was gonna—I was—I was gonna tell you at work, and I chose not to because I want to hear your your reaction on recording. All right, I had a dream that you and I were playing Shaq, right? And we're on the sixth hole. We both hit our drives. We're in the fairway. We're playing with two other people. I'm not gonna spoil who we're playing with. And there's a lightning alarm, right? So we like it looks great outside, but there's a lightning alarm, so we have to like we have to pick up, and we're like, you know, like. 
let's not leave our balls where they are. Let's just pick them up and go back to the clubhouse. I had a dream they were playing with Terrell Hatton, and he he stole and he stole my ball. <laughs> it's a ridiculous dream. Absolutely ridiculous. Terrell Hatton tried to <laughs> tried to steal my golf ball at Shaq and Maxon. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I can see him doing that. Though. Right? I, love, like I, I can't get enough of him. He's I can't, absolutely oh hilarious. He's such it's a so whiny, good. whiny it's bitch. So I, love I can't him. take him. Uh, Scotty Scheffler takes down Billy Horschel. Thank God. Another guy I don't want to see. This is great. Like all the shitheads like losing in the round of 16. But they're uh, always up there though. I know. They all they play good match play. Uh, DJ takes down Dickie Bland. And Brooks Kepka takes down uh, the former world number one, John Rahm. Um, I kind of wish, what was the, I guess it was in the group stage, the Will Zalatoris, Victor Hovland match. I didn't get to see that, but I saw some highlights how they're like, that's from all over the yard. Did you get to see that? I saw a little bit of that one. I honestly didn't watch much from Wednesday to Friday. And watch most of it, like the second round on Saturday, and then all yeah. of Sunday. So quarterfinals, Abe Answer loses to Big Maple. Um, Kevin Kisner is just okay. So, is he a good match play player, or is he a good match play player at Austin Country Club? He seems to love this course a lot, right? And seems to always play well there. Um, his record – so the big thing was, like, the big argument, obviously the four-plate guys were all about this, like, Kevin Kisner belongs on the Ryder Cup team. And I think that's, you know, like, okay, there's just the greatest team ever. Um, who are you going to take off of it? But regardless, he doesn't fit whistling straights. And they're like, oh, his match play, his match play, his match play. So the only match play event on the schedule is this one. And his record at the President's Cup is 2-0-2. Yeah. It's good. It's obviously good, but it's also the President's Cup. Um, and it's a very small sample set. Like, I'm leaning towards this guy just being really good at this course. I think when you're such a good putter, it makes you a better match play player. Yeah. So, like, Kevin Na also falls into that, where if you, like, if you just roll the rock, you like that's how most of these matches are won. I mean, you're just making putts over your opponent, and Kisner and Kevin Na are very good putters. Yeah, and I think that like kind of adds into it. I with the Ryder Cup thing, I just I wish they would like just answer who they want off the team. Your twelfth guy is the number yeah. one player in the world right now. Is is wild, absolutely wild. The like, last who, guy, on, the last guy on that team there. Right. <laughs> Who would you have taken off that team to put Kevin Kisner on that team? If you're, if it's and the, team, like you would, you just wouldn't do. No, that. at that time you wouldn't have. Today, yeah. no, today's today, very different. Yeah, today's I'm very saying different. like at the time. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't have taken anybody off that team. He did not belong on that team. Now, when when they go to Rome, and they if they make that like Paris, yeah, he should probably be on that team. Yeah, I mean, if if you had to pick a team today, like. Harris English isn't on the team because he's hurt. Tony Finau isn't on the team because he's playing like ass. Uh, Jordan Spieth is a captain's take pick. Easy, take, take he's on the he's on the team. Trust me, he's on the team. He's on the team, but he's a captain's pick, which 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 reshuffles like somebody else into the automatic picks, right? It just kind of moves stuff around. 
Xander Shoffley is not an automatic pick right now. Like he's probably a captain's pick. Bryson's probably, I mean, if he's hurt, I don't know. Who knows? You know, he may we'll have his own problem. He may not be on the PGA. Tour yeah, anymore. he might not be on the PGA tour. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? So, yeah, I mean, I would, but also like, but okay. So here's the other thing. Like, okay, you take, let's say you take two of those guys off. Right. Let's say you, you take off Finau because he's playing like shit, and you take off Harris because he's hurt. Right. Who are you taking, Kevin Kisner or Sam Burns? I'm probably yeah, taking you, Sam. I'm taking you Sam, take Burns. Sam Burns. You take right, Burns. and then like, who are you taking? Like, as much as this pains me to say, Billy Horshaw or Kevin Kisner. Yeah, I kind I of think, wish they'll never do this because. They've clearly found something that is going to win, and they're going to keep riding this as long as they can. But I kind of wish – I think this is on uh, no leg up. They would just take, like, a full team of Horschel and Kisner and all guys like that and just see, like, how good they could be. If you did this at the President's Cup? Yeah, or, or even, like, pick a rider. Like, I mean, we, we destroyed them at the Ryder Cup. Like, go, go to Rome and just pick, like, a full team of those guys – and see yeah, how good they the, could be. But the, like, but these young guys want to be there so bad so they could win. Yeah. Now they, they want to win it. in Europe. No, they were doing yeah. now. But I feel like you should do it with the President's Cup. I feel like, I mean, you shouldn't sleep on the president, on the international team this year. Like, they got the two Aussies. They have Abe. They have the Big Maple. Like, you know, they probably have six to eight, like, really good players. And then it's the bottom four that's just, like, bleh, usually. It just... Not at this course, though. No, I mean, well, okay, so here's another thing. Like, how cool would it be is if they had the President's Cup at Austin Country Club? Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Right? Like, way better. Quail is hit it as far as you can. Like, that's the, we're going to destroy them. Right? Or if you, even if if you had the President's Cup at, at, we talked about this when we did the Waste Management. Like, if we had it at at TPC Scottsdale, that'd be sick. Like, this sucks. Like, Quail Hollow blows. I've been there three times to watch golf. And besides the fact that I got flown down for free because it was work and I got blasted <laughs> because it was work, like, I was there actually also for the first round of the PGA Championship where JT won. But, like, I don't know, it, it, it kind of blows. And I don't – it blows for stroke play. Like, it's probably going to blow even worse for, for match play. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not terribly – Excited about that course. I mean, based on how good Royal Melbourne was, it's going to yeah. be tough to compare that anyway. But yeah, it's just not going to be the same at all. Yeah. Um, Kisner takes down the Big Maple in the semis. Um, Scotty obviously takes down Dustin Johnson three and one in the semis. And then Scotty just kind of puts the bullet in the back of Kisner's head and finishes him off four and three. And is the new world number one, which is fucking incredible considering he was the last person on the Ryder Cup team. Um, he had zero wins as of two months ago. Yeah. Here's, zero here's a good stat. This is he from now, Porter. Go ahead. Oh, go, no, go, go, go for it. No, 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 go ahead. Yeah, so Scheffler six weeks ago, zero wins and 70 PGA, PGA starts, 8.7 million career earnings and ranked 14 in the world. Six weeks later, three wins and 75 starts, 14.9 in earnings, and ranked number one. Jesus. Six weeks. 
And then even the stuff that he wasn't winning, like doesn't he have like a T four in there too? Like, yeah, I mean that's that's how he gets. I mean the fact that he his first win came six weeks ago and he's the number one player in the world. Like I'm sure there's like weird stuff with the rankings as well, but like that shows you how good he's been playing in those seventy events. Yeah, totally. Like he wasn't just like floundering in those before he got the win. Like he was basically on on pace to win most of those events. And just finally, like, for whatever reason, started winning six weeks ago. It's kind of like that interview that Adam Scott did where he's like, you know, Adam Scott's age, he's got to kind of, like, rev it up and really go for one. And then the next event, he'll probably, like, miss a cut. And then he revs yeah. it up. And like, whereas what this guy's doing is just winning, top fiving, top tenning on, like, a regular basis. Like, here we go. He got... Let me see if I can. Okay, so he won. He obviously won this week. He was t fifty five at the players, right? But that was obviously like a weird fucking week. First, he wins the Arnold Palmer, t seven at the Genesis, which is an invitational high status event. Wins the waste management, t twenty at the farmers, t twenty five at the American Express, solo second at the Hero, t fifty seven the RSM. T2nd at HP Houston Open. Solo 4th at Mayakoba. Uh, and then a T37 at the CJ Cup. Like, he's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 6 top 5s. And in there are the 3 wins. And then so he's also got and he's got a T7. Like, that's incredible. One of my favorite parts of it too is seeing how happy Ted Scott is. Oh yes, around. yes. Like yes, he's yes. like legitimately laughing and smiling after dealing with I don't know fifteen years of Bubba just screaming at him. Abuse. I'm okay. sure a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's made a million dollars in the last six weeks, but yeah. he just seems to be like truly enjoying his job right now. I feel so good for. I'm I'm really enjoying this kind of like uh, second life for some of these caddies. Like Bones coming back for JT, like seems yeah. to really just like really love it, and like you you can tell that he's appreciated after probably just being abused by Phil for so long, <laughs> right? And now he just now, he loves his job though, like he right? Like, he loves his job, right? Psychopath like, about golf, but he was probably like just now all this new this new light that we have on Phil right now, it probably, it was probably even worse than we all thought it was like working with Phil. Um, and now Ted working with Bubba, how terrible that obviously was. And he just seems so happy. Like you said, and like this, this, this second chance at a professional life. Like, I just want to like, it's not a bad player. Like we could see the same with Ted, with Tim Tucker <laughs> soon enough. Right. Like Spence is a really good player. Um, <laughs> I wonder if we start to see some more of these, like, you know, abused caddies over the years kind of pop up on some of these young guys' bags and, and be appreciated. Like, I, I'm, I'm just going to say it now, and I don't care. Like, I'm picking Justin Thomas for the Masters. You're going to tell me with his with – his, the way he's been playing, the way he's been hitting the ball, obviously he hasn't been putting great, but the way he's been striking the shit out of the ball, and then you're going to have the most knowledgeable Sherpa on the planet in, in bones on his bag. Like, it feels like a cheat code. Like, uh, yeah, I'm taking. <laughs> I mean, unless Tiger's playing, but uh... I mean, Tiger's playing, Tiger's playing, <laughs> but 
we'll get to that. Can't put. We'll get to that. Can't put. Uh, he'll he'll figure it out. Um, anything else from the match play before we move on to a couple other topics? I think that was it. It's a fun event. I think they got to change the beginning to just single elimination. I know yeah. why they don't because they don't want the 70th ranked player playing the 100th ranked player, but they got to make it single elimination. Well, there's that and like these guys are like, I don't want to fly all the way out there for one round of golf and then go home. I don't want to but, play seven either. <laughs> yeah, but then you have Paul Casey who played Two rounds, yeah. two two holes of golf, <laughs> right? And got forty thousand dollars for it. Like, yeah, the pool. It's just hard to like keep track of the pool play. Oh shit! I just I'm looking at this out. Scotty Scheffler was born in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Holy shit! Yeah, they uh, they were talking about that. On the, he, they moved to I think it was when he was eight. They moved to Texas to like yeah. pursue his, which is wild at eight that they knew. Was, I guess it makes sorry. sense. He's the best player in the world, but. That they had that much potential that they knew at eight to move down to Texas. All right, so I gotta move. I gotta move tomorrow for Maddie. There Maddie's eight. Go. We gotta. We it's gotta time. move to Texas. See ya. There we go. <laughs> oh <laughs> so boy. We can see. <laughs> you can do a podcast from anywhere. That's right. Um, all right. So let's move on to some other topics this week, um, or not from this week, but from the last three weeks. Um, we've been tracking this for, I feel like this entire season. The developments of the Saudi Golf League, um, SGL, whatever you want to call it, and its and its competition with the PJ Tour, obviously what it did to Phil uh, and and you know what's left of Phil's career, um, it is now no longer known as the SGL or the Saudi Golf League. It is known as Live Golf, Live Golf, uh, run by Greg Norman. Cap, do you want to detail what came out in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. So they released on when was that March sixteenth? They released uh, seven of the events, um, and the last one is going to be a team championship, which they have not announced the site of yet. So June ninth is the first event. They're playing in London, and then they come to the U.S. to play Pumpkin Ridge in July. End of July is Trump Bedminster in New Jersey. Then in September, they're playing in Boston at the International. Mid-September is Rich Harvest Farms in Chicago. Then they go October 7th to Bangkok, Stonehill Golf Club. And then the 14th of October is Royal Greens Club in Jeddah. (laughs) And then last... Wait, Jeddah is in Saudi Arabia where they just were? Yeah, correct. Where the F1 just was? Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, which I mean, obviously that makes sense, right? Yeah. They got to play a home team. Um, and then the last event is the team championship, uh, which is October 28th at a course to be named. Otherwise, so, as as Trump Doral, probably. I would assume so. Um, so June 9th is the first uh, first event. We do not have any players yet. <laughs> We don't know if it'll be on TV. Um, sponsors. I think that's uh, those are the three most important things that I don't yeah. think we have any idea yet. Each event <laughs> is twenty five million in purse, which is more than the players was. Yeah, uh, which is so much money. Um, and it'll only be going to forty eight players. Yeah, yeah. 
So we had the two uh, two podcasts from Greg Norman when they launched the uh, the sites, and uh, he is crazy. He gave some just wild. wild quotes throughout both podcasts that I don't know how you have any respect for the guy at all. Yeah, um, truly incredible. So a couple things there. So Norman's obviously running with this. It's it's a maximum of forty eight players. That's uh, basically 12 teams of four. Um, you can commit to an event, two events, three events, four events, whatever you want. You can, you can play an event, leave, and come back for the third event. There's no um, you know, lock-in, um, which makes it really fucking confusing to me how they're going to have a, quote, team showdown at the end if the teams are always going to be in flux all season. So there's that. Don't worry about that. Don't, Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's gonna later. be the best. The best team. The best. The best. The best. Um, what else? Oh, uh, so Greg was polite enough to wait till after the delayed players championship to end. So the players championship didn't end till Monday. He waited till Tuesday, like the gracious guy is, to pop off uh, with these announcements. Um, he also waited till that Tuesday to pop off. Uh, an email to all 250 members of the PGA tour, um, you know, inviting them to, to be part about it, part of it. Apparently his inbox has been blowing up uh, <laughs> with replies and questions and potentially people interested. Um, Said multiple people in the top 10. Yeah. Are interested. I mean, this is all coming after obviously the complete fallout uh, around the weekend of the Genesis where Phil got blown to smithereens and then everybody else that was even whispered to be going um, committed to the PGA tour uh, or, you know, in, in, I mean, didn't Lee Westwood like sign a contract with the DP world tour to stay? Like, I think he I, like, I, I thought I heard something that he like committed to like the DP world or like, he made, he, I think he might've made some, some type of like verbal commitment also. The whole thing is just fugazi. I don't understand how. I don't understand how he's going to get forty-eight golfers. I don't understand how he's going to put it. I don't know. How, I don't understand how he's going to organize it. How is he going to present this? Like, who the fuck is going to carry this? Who's going to Who's going to actually show us the golf? Like, if forty-eight golfers go over there, how the fuck are we going to watch it? Much less, who are the forty-eight golfers going to be? You want to host a, an event in. 73 days. I, why do I know the exact number of days? That's the same day as our trip to Pinehurst. Um, <laughs> That's true. I, I forgot so, about that. How are you going to watch yeah. it? <laughs> we're not, we're not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. But 73 days, he has wants to have an event, and he doesn't have 48 fucking guys to play in this thing, much less the networks that are going to broadcast it, the sponsors that are going to help pay for it. Like, Actually, you don't you don't need sponsors, right? Because the Saudi government's just printing money to pay for it, so it doesn't fucking matter. But like, who's gonna go? Is it gonna be like Jason Kokrak versus Kevin Na? Or Jason Kokrak on a team, like as a captain, and Kevin Na as a captain? Like, I don't want to watch that shit. Who cares? Lee Westwood is a captain. Ian Poulter is a captain. Like, cool. Like those guys can be your captains. And who's like, your who's your last player gonna be? Is it mean? Fucking, who's the guy that even won Corrales this week? Uh, <laughs> I forgot his name again. Yeah, I already forgot his fucking name. Like, is that is this who you're the guys you're going for? Like a bunch of like the Corrales leaderboard. Like, 
what are we doing here? Uh, you're just, this is the, this, like, I think of the, the Batman, um, the Dark Knight meme of the Joker standing in front of the pile of money <laughs> and it's just on fire. Like, that's, that is Greg Norman and the, it's the Saudis, Saudi money that's just on fire behind him. And he's like, some, some people just want to see the world burn. So I think they're going to get 48 players without a struggle at all. By the, the, way, winner, the, winner, the winner, the winner of Corrales this week was Chad Ramey. Where the fuck that is? There we go. Fifth so. time you've said his name, right? I forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they'll have no issue at all getting 48 players. The winner is going to win between three and five million, if not yeah. more. I don't even know how they're going to split up that $25 million purse. Yeah. They're going to get 48 players without a doubt. I think more top players are going to go than I think are like are expected. And by top, I don't mean like top 10. I don't actually think anybody in the top 10 is going to go. But I think like you're going to get some like 25 to 50 guys that are going to be part of this. So like, cause it's Paul so Casey. much money. It's so much yeah. money. Paul Casey. Well, also the other thing you think about, okay. So they sent an invitation to 250 players that are in the PGA tour. They need 48. Right. So could you really get one out of every five guys? Probably not. Right. But you also have the entire ranks of the corn Ferry tour you have the ranks of the of the European tour, the DP World Tour, and you have the ranks of the Asian tour. All right. So yeah. yes, you are going to get forty eight players. Without are you want are you going to want to see all those players? Probably not. But like no, like if you get the number twenty five player in the world, that's Paul Casey, right? If you got if you got Jason Kokrat, that's the twenty eighth player in the world. Kevin Knott, thirtieth player in the world. You know, if Patrick Reed decides to go over there, thirty first player in the world. Like these are the guys that they could. Adam Scott like was very wishy washy about the whole thing. Thirty six player in the world. Um, yeah, like and honestly, Bryson may be in there too. And, and Bryson might Phil, be. Able to, oh, by the way, be the guy too. By the way, Phil Nicholson is the forty eighth ranked player in the world. Like, if he's going to reemerge somewhere, it's probably going to be over there. He's probably gone. No, he's definitely playing. Yeah, he's definitely playing. Right. But I so, think the the thing to like always go back to is this is not like your view of looking at this league shouldn't be this is like the best golf it's not about putting on a good show at all it's not about golf it's and it's it's not about about the money it's not about anything else other than well it is about the money it is about the money to the players to the players i'm saying but like making a viable product from like a profitability standpoint it does not matter at all whether they lose 200 million a year on this it doesn't matter at all how many and that's many, I think how they're able to do this. I think how many years can you run basically a let's say probably two hundred and fifty million is probably too low still, so say three hundred million dollar loss. Probably more because however much they're paying in guarantees, right. if that's a yearly number yeah. or not an upfront number. So let's just go half a billion. Yeah. Which is, I, I'm just, the fact that I'm so flippantly saying half a billion dollars is absurd. Well, but like, I mean, it's, but put, it's real. Do you put gas in your car? Yeah, right. So, how, I don't how think many 500 years, million is that much money. Yeah. So, how many years can they 
write off or write down half a billion dollars, just they could probably do that for like a decade. I don't know why they would not be able to do that. Right? If it means like you have a massive amount of money. Yeah. If it just if it's just masking your atrocities. Yeah. The people that are like, this will never work because it's not profitable and they can't make this work. It's not about It doesn't that have to be. It doesn't they have, have to so be. much money. This is not about making a viable business. No, it doesn't have I mean they, they, they actually have access to a printing press. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And twenty five million uh for eight events is nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't come into become one of these situations where like you're and I'm not saying these guys would ever do it, but I'm just comparing the type of talent and the trajectory, their their career trajectory and the arc of their career. You don't want a situation where the Sam Burns's, the Cam Smiths, the Victor Hovlins, and even the Scotty Schefflers are like, when they're not yet Scotty Scheffler, right? When, say, it's Scotty Scheffler six weeks ago, right? Yeah. Before any wins. If he's like, damn. That motherfucker just made five million dollars this week. I am three times the player of that guy. Yeah, I'll go over That's there. That's why I think they'll get better talent than like coming up with the forty eight. I don't think they'll have to go to the Asian tour to fill this spot. It's just so much money that I, I just don't understand how you can't give it up. So I, I'm I am very much of the belief that if you go the PGA Tour should be allowed to block your access to the PGA Tour. Yeah. Well, you're an independent contractor. Right. Like, how is that different than me and you? Like, we can't just go do work for another bank. It's, like, here, like, it's so dumb. Um, and the fact that he, Greg Norman, is just saying, like, yeah, like, they can come and go. Like, they can play six events here and then go back to the PGA Tour. It's not a problem at all. We checked. Like, you have no. How did that? You how, no did that work, how did that you work? How did that work for you in nineteen ninety four? Didn't he? I mean, he tried to tried to do a breakaway tour in nineteen ninety four, yeah. and it didn't work. But you have no he, idea whether that's true or not. You're just making that up, assuming well, that, like, you're just hoping that that's the case. Someone else with a lot of money who seems to be involved in this project also, who tends to make shit up, has his name on some of the courses that they're playing at. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah, I think it's fantastic. What was, was it really like? It's incredible. Was it you that shared this with me, or did I just kind of find it? Was the whole conspiracy theory about if Trump's elected again? I I brought it up the fact that if he runs in twenty four, like he'll have three years of taking money from the Saudi government prior to running for U.S. president again. Well, so I think I might have read this somewhere else. It's like, what happens if Trump's elected and he decides, okay, now that I'm back in office, I want to kind of revisit the 4013C status of the PGA Tour and make their whole nonprofit situation very hairy and dicey. I don't know. Like, can he do? I guess he does. He have the power to do that. I mean, I mean it's not like the PGA Tour is running like a fraud organization. Like they're no, giving a but, significant uh, amount of money away to charity. Yeah, I'm sure he could just. I mean, point and shoot the DOJ and just be like, "Hey, like, 
Look at that. Just make things really fucking make things really fucking messy for those guys. I guess so. All right. Hopefully he has know. a couple other things to worry about. I don't know. He obviously he does, cool. but it doesn't matter. He does whatever he wants. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, two of my favorite quotes from the two pods, though. Oh yes, Greg I know you Norman took <laughs> Yeah. My two favorite ones were talking about Phil and his comments. Uh, to Alan Shipnuck that we talked about on the prior pods. He said, he's done a great job in his career from a sponsor and CSR perspective. What does CSR stand for? Corporate Social Responsibility. Oh my God, shut up. <laughs> Which is... He does remember that the guy got convicted of insider trading, right? <laughs> it's legitimately like a federal crime. We talked about this before. It's a federal <laughs> crime to insider trade. How could you say he's done a great job for me? It's like almost like a joke that he said that. How about but how he about dead how he serious? Said, how about how he said that eighty-seven percent of fans? Oh, next one. Eighty-seven <laughs> percent of Phil fans still support him. How? The, yeah. Where the fuck? Where did he get that information? Eighty-seven percent of the responses after Phil's comments were positive. Who? He obviously, he obviously doesn't listen to this pod. <laughs> he may have asked three people, and it was like eighty-seven oh, percent. There we go. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't just understand. Do I, I, I just, it's so ridiculous that I don't know how that comes out of your mouth. And you say yeah. it so serious, too. Like, oh, it was everybody's just. On, everybody's with him. He's, he got a bad deal here. Yeah. What? <laughs> what are you talking the, about? The two quotes that got me um, were that he was, quote, going to change the life of a young journeyman. <laughs> okay. I, that's, I don't think he understands that those two words do not make any sense together. Um, uh, I think actually, I think that's uh, Scheffler, actually. Is he a, a young journeyman? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He is young, but he looks like he's been on the tour forever. Yeah. 75 um, years old. Unbelievable. And then uh, that it's, quote, going to be 100% additive to the game of golf. We are merely a startup. Yeah. A startup. Backed startup. by $100 billion. $100 billion of, of, of dirty oil money. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, definitely worth the listen if you haven't listened to uh, either one yes. of those podcasts. Definitely yeah, so they were, they were the subpar podcast with Colt Nost and yeah. what's his name? The uh, Drew Stoltz. Drew Stoltz. And then uh, the other one was the Five Clubs with um, Gary Williams, which I thought was way better because Gary – Way better has a pair of balls and posed some very tough questions at Norman where Colton Ose basically massaged the testes the entire interview. <laughs> um, and then at the end, like basically said he was going to go and start practicing so he could be one of the 48. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure I he wants not... the announcer job there as well. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and, and, and make a statement? Uh because you were very pro Colton Ost on this podcast. Um, no, I'm after the out again. The <laughs> what's your what's your current stance on him? No, way out again. Way, way out. out again. Way I out think again. I was in. I was in for just the Saturday at the, at Phoenix, and I'm yeah. fully out again. And I hear way the way out. he handled himself in that interview was disgusting. As a like as an employee of the PGA Tour, yeah, is incredible. Yep. If he is still employed. Uh, in a month's time, um, 
Jay Monahan has has dropped the ball. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's not employed in two weeks when they go yeah. to Augusta. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else from Live Golf before we move on to one little one little Masters tidbit? You know, before no. we dive into next week, June 9th, That's the first date. So June 9th. I'm sure we'll oh, hear, trust uh, me. Seventy three days away. Players. I know the exact number. Seventy three days away <laughs> until until Live Golf premieres fucking bullshit um so uh this week also came out or i guess last week came out that phil is officially not going to augusta shocker um i'm sure that he was told not to come i'm sure this isn't as much a phil decision as it's a uh a ridley decision um the riddler probably gave him a call and said hey you're too much of a distraction right now um and I, you know, we don't have enough tape to cover all the the logos in your bag and your clubs because nobody <laughs> sponsors you anymore. Um, so please don't show up. Uh, but someone that is still on the players list is uh, Andrew. Do you want to go ahead and, and dunk that one home? Yeah, I mean it's Tiger Woods. I mean the first podcast we did of the year, <laughs> we capped the PNC. Yeah, if you recall, I said him talking about how I can't walk, can't do this complete bullshit he's playing in the masters he's fine if you watched him at the press conference at the hero where he looked absolutely yoked he was <laughs> healthy as fuck and he was ready to play golf i am zero surprised that he will be playing in the masters so zero. just to be clear to, just to be clear with everybody he's listed yeah. as he's listed as still active eligible whatever you want to say um there's been reports uh, that came out this weekend that he is walking medalist down in Florida. Uh, that LaCava, his caddy, has flown in and is walking the course with him. Uh, there are conflicting reports on whether or not he has been or is going to Augusta before next week um, to play it you know, by himself or whatever. Um he obviously will be there because he'll be at the champions dinner on, on Wednesday. Uh, but whether or not, or is it Wednesday or Tuesday? When is the champions dinner? Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, but things are percolating that he may be making a run at this thing. Um, and he really, he has up until like Wednesday to, to decide. So um, I think, the state of Georgia would probably collapse into itself. If he plays, it would be amazing. If he makes the cut. Oh my God. Um, I'm rooting for it as long as he doesn't embarrass or hurt himself. He's not going to play if that's the case. And yeah. He's not going to do that. So he's playing. Yeah. I mean, it no doubt. Be, no be doubt all, at all. All time, all time story. Um, it doesn't remove the fact that he still, in my opinion, owes us um, some explanation um, for what happened yeah, I mean, a, a year not, change ago. But um, not the more the, the more we're not going to get it, um, and any any chance of us getting anything, uh, we'll have a better chance if he's actually like on the tour because he'll be in front of more microphones, he'll be in front of more reporters. Um, maybe he just gets worn down and finally caves. 
Maybe he leads with something. Who knows? But the more he's around the tour, the, the more of a chance we have at that. And the more of a chance, the more he's on the tour, the, the better it is for the game of golf. And and it'd be great to it'd be a great storyline, especially after you know basically losing uh, you know a, a figurehead in Phil Mickelson because I want fucking nothing to do with that guy ever again. So um, sad, very sad. Yeah. Um, Let's uh, let's go to the standings. Anything else you want to touch on um, golf related before we we dive into the standings, and then I'll do life of Leonard, and then we'll preview this week. No, I'm good. Nothing. All right. We'll do women standing. At the end there. Yes, standings wise, um, Kev Henry still winning four point five seven million. Mike Blom. Uh, I was fortunate enough to run into Mike actually at Shack um, two weekends ago. 4.081 million. He's in second place. Pete McKeon in third, 3.589. Uh, where are you, AK47? You had the win with, uh, yes, with Sam Burns at the Valspar. 2.074. You're in 18th place. Nice job. Uh, I am in, holy hell, I am way down there. I am 49th place. Uh, I just did pass Baldino, though. <laughs> I made I made a clean seventy five thousand dollars at Corrales with Kramer Hickok uh, to his zero. He had Adam Svensson, so I, I was able to leapfrog him at, at least. Uh, Dylan, my boy, still in dead last uh, with three hundred forty one thousand dollars. Not great. Impressive. Impressive. Uh, let's do Life of Leonard. So this is a couple weeks worth. Um, Two weekends ago, I uh, on Saturday we went out to uh, the simulator for Chris's Chris Baldino's wife's birthday. We went to the simulator and then went out to dinner. We had a, a lovely time. It was me and his wife versus uh, him and the Hannibal. Um, I think Phyllis and I properly walloped them, um, which was which was great. I think Chris is going to finally cave and buy a new driver considering he's using my hand-me-down which was a hand-me-down from dan henry so it's three generations of of uh of morons swinging that club uh it's a taylor taylor made r7 so you you know after he's done i'm sure it'll end up in the smithsonian um (laughs) been a while right it's been yeah uh the next day we played golf at shack it was me billy mack um Frank, Frank the Tank Mayorana. It was great to get out with him and Pat Hackett. Uh, that was me and Pat versus Billy and Frank. Pat and I walloped them. I think we beat them like four and three. Uh, it was great to be at Shaq, though. Um, it was just like kind of like a welcome home, like a season opener. A lot of smiling faces. One of the 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 assistant pro came like kind of running out to the car, grabbed my bag, big handshake, big hug. Um, asked about Maddie and, and the whole thing. Like, it was great. Like I said, I bought way too many high noons, and I think Billy and Frank were and were hungover, so they didn't drink any. Um, but Pat and I had a blast beating them down. Um, what next? Uh, this past weekend, I got no golf in. I basically survived um, all three kids by myself this weekend. Hannah had to go to Rochester for a baby shower. It was basically like that scene in Jurassic, the new Jurassic Park. You ever see when Chris Pratt's in the raptor pen, and he's got he's got the three raptors like surrounding him, and he's got his hands up. That was basically me all weekend, just like fending off these three raptors. Um, Zone D. 
this I was I was a three on one fast break and I think I took the charge and was able to uh <laughs> to send to send the ball the other way. Um but yeah, we had a great time this weekend uh with the kids. Spent almost all of Saturday night at Chris's house. Thank God for his wife Phyllis Ann. She got some homemade pizza kits and made pizza with the kids while Chris and I got to sit there and watch uh some of the golf and, and some of the uh the basketball and place a couple bets that we do we do we win or lose? I think I won two of three. Um, and then yesterday I took the kids to Shack for lunch. They got all dressed up and it was great. And this was a very proud dad moment. Not only did Maddie ask me to ask uh, the pro about PGA, the PGA Junior League that she wants to do this year uh, and be part of Team Shack Attack, we're also sitting there having lunch and you overlook the ninth green there at the in the dining room, and somebody. A couple guys are playing with their like you know their beanies on. It's freezing outside, and Maddie's looking and watching them play. She's like, "Daddy, look, there's guys in the green." Man, I wish I was playing right now. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Just straight the. It was like you know when the Grinch's heart like grows really quick <laughs> and it looks like it's gonna explode out of his chest. Like that was basically me. Um, so, Sick. great week, great week. Um, yeah, and then this week, hopefully, I'll be playing this weekend with the. Uh, the boys from Whispering Edge. Uh, we'll see. I'm waiting for them to confirm. And yeah, that's about it. So, um, do you want to recap the women's portion now before we preview? Uh, yeah. I mean, so they yeah. had the tournament in Carlsbad uh, over the weekend. So you had the 19 year old Ataya Titical took that home in a playoff. Um, some more. Insane Jin Young Co stats for you. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously she shot in the sixties again on Thursday. But on Friday, she had back to back bogeys to start her round. This is the first time in five hundred and twenty six holes she's had back to back bogeys. Oh my god. <laughs> five hundred and twenty six holes. That's twenty nine rounds. And oh my god! Roughly seven tournaments because sometimes they play three, sometimes they play four. Yeah, seven tournaments she hasn't had back-to-back bogeys. Oh my god, that is incredible! That round in the seventies on Friday that she shot broke her streak of sixteen consecutive rounds in the sixties. Oh my god! god. Insane. I think I. I think I have sixteen consecutive rounds in the hundreds right now. <laughs> Jesus. She's so far better than everybody else. It's incredible. So this was an off week for her, and she finished in fourth. So still playing incredibly, incredibly well. Um, And then this week, we have the ANWA, the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Uh, So they play first two rounds at Champions Retreat. So that is uh, Thursday and Friday. And then there's a cut. And the players that make the cut there go to Augusta National. And this is the top women amateurs in the game. Still no pro event there, um, but at least the, uh, the top women amateurs get to play. Some notables in the field. Uh, if you've seen the short game, you have Amari Avery and Alexa Pano, who were, I think, seven in the short game on Netflix. Okay. Uh, Mega Gane who almost won the U.S. Open yes. last year at yep. Congressional. 
Um, and then you have uh, Rosang, who is the number one ranked amateur at Stanford right now. And Rachel Heck, who we talked about uh, a yep. couple pods ago. Uh, also at Stanford. So wow. there's like, this is the first time where like I started to really recognize a lot of the names on the, yeah. uh, on the field list. Um, so this one should be, this should be a good tournament and it's a, like excellent warm up for the masters the following week. Yeah. Great. It's kind of cool. Cause and, like, like, yeah, like I, like I said about to you earlier today, it's kind of cool. Cause you get to see it from like different tee boxes, different angles, different, just different style of play. Uh, I remember this girl, um, actually both of these girls, Carolina Malgrati was there last year. She was playing pretty well. And then Emilia uh, Migliotti. 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 Yeah. Migliotti. She's she was, yep. She's playing again this year. Um, she was definitely making a push. It's only a 54 hole event. They only play one round at Augusta. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, that's, that's sick, especially with the two Stanford girls, Rose Zhang. Um, that's absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I'm going to be locked in. Uh, oh, also, Ingrid's back. Yep. <laughs> There's oh, a lot, wow. actually a lot, of, a lot of people that have played last year. I think because most of them were freshmen or weren't in college. Gotcha. So a lot of people are playing it again. Because I remember the first year you had Fossey and Cupjo, who turned pro right after the tournament. Yeah. And I think they were kind of like holding that's out a lot. Pro. Exactly, yeah. exactly. To play in the tournament um, and then uh, and then turn pro. So you're getting a lot of repeat uh, players that should be pretty cool to, uh, to see them again out there. What's unfortunate is this also runs the same week as the first women's major, right? Yeah, exactly. So this, this year it's called the Chevron Championship. What was, it was called the ANA before? Yeah, exactly. that right? This is the last yeah. year. I think they're like still like, part of the same but this is the last year of like fully changing it over to the chevron yeah so um that is the first so the women have five majors this is their first um the uh the chevron championship uh unfortunately it, it you know is this is the same weekend as the anwa but obviously you can't do it next weekend because it'll overlap with uh with um you know the masters I guess the one positive is that the first two rounds of the Anwa aren't on TV because it's at uh, what you said. Uh, what's the name of the course Champions again? Tr- Champions the Champions Retreat. Retreat. And then yeah. there's only one round at Augusta. So yeah, I guess for women's golf, it's it's not conflicting too much. I still would like it on a on a different day because there's there's only five majors and there's only on one on while like you can't figure out how to do it on a different weekend but i also understand like it, it should be the weekend before the masters because you're going to set up the the course the stands the hospitalities all of that stuff why don't you just do it once um so either way it's gonna be a really good weekend for women's golf uh, i will be watching a ton of it i will probably i'm not probably i will definitely be watching more women's golf this weekend than i will be watching the valero texas open so for sure. Uh, yeah. So this one's at it's Mission Hills in California is where they're playing the Chevron. Okay. So Nelly Corda is unfortunately not playing. As she's no. recovering from a, uh, a blood clot. Yeah. Uh, here's another amazing Jin Young Ko. So she's the favorite to win. Plus 450. Yep. <laughs> okay. Second is Lydia Ko at plus 1100. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I feel like I'm four fifty to eleven hundred. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like, like I'm, those probably are like too good, but I'm. Yeah, like I'm probably supposed to bet Lydia. I feel like I'm being baited to bet Lydia Ko there, but she's probably still not going to win. Like, Jinyoung Ko is just that good. This is like her worst week she's had in like a year and a half, and she came in fourth. So, yeah, you're gonna tell me. You're gonna tell me she's not gonna be grinding right now to like yeah. make up. So plus four fifty. I don't know. What was Tiger two to one in his peak? Yeah, we're pretty. We're getting close to that. Oh, yeah, dangerously close. Dangerously close. That's awesome. Um, all right, so the men's this week is at uh, is the Valero Texas Open. Um, it is at TPC San Antonio, uh, the Oaks Course, seven thousand four hundred thirty eight yards, par seventy two. Um, I feel like they've wiggled around where the Valero kind of fits in the calendar. Is that right? Like, oh no, well, they got they got canceled because of COVID, obviously, because it was right after the players. Um, it, it you know, it's a weird spot being a tune-up for, for the Masters, um, but it also comes, like, right after the dumb match play. So if you really want to – like, I feel like some guys are going to play because, like, it's the only stroke play practice that they'll get for, you know, three weeks. If you didn't – if you were drained by the players and so you skipped the Valspar, and then – then there's the match play, which is obviously very limited. You probably didn't go to Corrales if you didn't play in the match play because you, because if you're good enough, you don't care. And then then there's the Valero this week. So I don't know. It's kind of a weird spot in the calendar. Um, but it's got some solid players. I mean, it's got Rory. Bryson is allegedly going to play. Uh, I'll believe it when he actually hits his first tee shot if he doesn't withdraw again. Um uh, oh, it looks like Matsuyama is going to return to action after some after an injury, right? Uh, why did he withdraw from the players? What was the injury? Was it back? I think it was back. Yeah, I think that was. The one. Um, and then you got some good young players that are, you know, Garrick Higo, big fan of him. He vaulted me uh, like up the leaderboard last year. I picked him. What was the event that he won? Oh, it was uh, was it Congaree? Was that? Yeah, I think he won that sweet. Uh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That sweet that trophy. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yep. Takumi Kanaya, um, Robbie Mack. I feel like Robbie Mack's been like off the radar for a while, though. Like, he was his stock was surging so hard last year, and then kind of just plummeted. Uh, and then obviously your boy Jordan Spieth. If he can find something, uh, he can find. Defending, if he can defending champion Jordan, Spieth. defending put champion, some, but he put some respect on his name. He's got to find something, man. He is lost. His, his that pre-shot routine makes me want to vomit. It is <laughs> his favorite time of the year is coming up soon. Two more weeks. He uh, that line in the the no laying up pod, like I almost peed my pants. He said when the TC goes, it's like going through a haunted house. Being a Jordan Spieth fan. <laughs> Like you're, you're you're there. You're just like, oh no, uh, uh, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like this. And then you walk out of the house. You're like, oh, that was kind of fun. Let's do it again. So good. that is that is being a Jordan Spieth fan. It's incredible. Uh, um, do you want to do uh, career earnings? Yeah, let's do it. All right, you go first. I'm not ready. <laughs> I figure we'll talk a lot more Spieth uh, next week. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll save all the any Masters talk next week. 
It's going to be all masters. Trust me. Like, I don't did I, I did a pod for last year, right? Yeah, I did a pod. Did you listen to it last year for the masters? Probably. The, the tandem bike likes to make fun of me that like the masters one is usually like two hours long and it's like, you know, a college course. Cause I go through the history of it all, but it's, <laughs> no, it's I'm, fun. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. Love the all right, good. Uh, Bryson. Oh, Bryson. Um, all right. So I usually like to like kind of peg around people. I remember Ricky was what, like 40. He's kind of like my, my uh, barometer. Um, so he's Bryson's more successful earlier on and higher pools, but has played a shorter career. I want to say like 28. Ooh, that is pretty good. 26. Ooh, a little high. That's a little high. that was impressive. I, I just I feel like the only numbers that I can remember are his forty, uh, Phil's ninety five, fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm still blown uh, away by that by the Ricky number. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean so I, high. I I went back to listen to that pod when you asked me, and I was like, I came in like way low. <laughs> I think I had him at like thirty two or something like that. It's so, uh, and then I remember just was being like 55 or 56 i was like that is way more than it should be um all right your yours is gonna be john rom the buoy it's a good one (laughs) (laughs) i mean he's got to be more than bryson doesn't win a lot though but he's always up there yeah 32 my goodness that's good he almost drilled it 31.9 you get better at this ah, Kenny, he, he is he's like a hundred he's like two hundred thousand dollars behind Kenny Perry really Kenny Perry Perry fucking printed, man. That's really good. For like how much they paid during his career or how, quote, uh, sorry, I should say how little they paid during his career. He was probably, how, what is he? 52-ish? 61. 61. <laughs> He's 61. Way off. Way off. Wow. 61. So he had I don't know, like 15 years of Tiger. Maybe 10 years of like when he years so good. Tiger. Yeah, he turned pro in '82. Wow, that's Jeez. really well. How many? How many wins? How many career wins did he have? Career records. The only thing I could tell you about him was he wore the uh, transition glasses. Yep. Yeah, he was. <laughs> a, he was. A visor. I think he wore a visor. Yeah, visor guy. Yeah, right? he was a visor guy too. Yeah. Yep. Visor in the transition. Yeah. Career victories. I don't think he has a PGA Tour victory. He doesn't. He has Does he 10, have a major, or he was in a he was in a playoff in a major. He has ten PGA Tour champion wins. He's got three additional victories, one international victory, but no PGA Tour victories. That's wild, and he made thirty fucking two million dollars. 
Wow. No, I, I think you're wrong there. I don't know. It says. Oh, no. I'm this is, at it. Yeah, why? 14. Yeah, 14. 14. <laughs> he doesn't have that. They do a really poor. That, I was at the. I was on the PGA Tour site, and it didn't. No, you gotta go to Wikipedia. Wikipedia has the yeah. best one. And then, you know what? They probably are pumping his PGA Tour champion wins because yeah. that's what he's playing on right now. And he's like, oh, how can yeah. Kenny Perry make us money? His best results in a major: T two at the Masters, solo second at the PGA, T three at the U.S. Open, and T eight. That's impressive. Top top tens. There's no wins, but top tens. Good stuff. All right. Well, wow. anything else? Uh, anything else to? to I think that's it. We we're off? getting we're getting closer to the Masters. That's yes. all that matters. Just, the weather's gone the other way, but we're getting closer to the Masters. Yeah, I, I saw snow flurries when I got out of the car. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. One day we'll play golf. <sighs> someday. Someday. All right. Um, well, thank you, Cap. As always, uh, rest yeah, up for. Rest up for Masters uh, recording next week because um, we're going all in. And hopefully hopefully by then we have a commitment for Tiger. That would be sick. Um, we, but I mean, either way, we don't, we don't need to wait. <laughs> I love it. Uh, either way, guys, get your picks in um, by – please, by Wednesday night. There was one guy, I still don't even know who it was, uh, that did not have a pick for the Corrales. It was our first missed pick of the season. Um, not that it mattered because the yeah, a good week to miss though. Good, <laughs> a good week to miss. Yeah. Um, you you lost basically no ground. I mean, you lost seventy five thousand dollars <laughs> to me, but that's about it. Um, but get your picks in for the Valero. Um, again, if you have issues and you get in a little late or you get locked out, just text me or email me. Uh, as long as the guy hasn't teed off yet. Um, otherwise, Cap, thanks again, and I'll talk to everybody next week for the player for the masters uh as always pick them pure